Glad you're all here this morning. Uh, Pastor LeBron is going to be preaching today. Excited to hear him share the word with us. Amen. So we are just grateful for all his blessings. Amen. He has brought us a long way. We're getting ready to close out this year. This has been, man, I know this has been a tough year. This has been a blessed year. This has been uh, various different things, but through it all, God has kept us. Can we just give God a hand praise simply for that and that alone? Amen. We want to, at least I want to acknowledge the leadership of this church. I always like to do that even before speaking. Uh, Pastor Mike and Pastor Justice, amen, and their wives who are supportive of them in ministry. Let's honor them and give them a hand praise as well. Amen. And to those of you, Liberty Church, who are behind them, working in the forefront, working in the background, a lot of time don't get the accolades, but you do what you do because you love God. We need more of that in this hour. I just want to honor them because it is truly a task to lead people in their spiritual lives, especially in this day in time. It really takes the Holy Spirit, really takes the boldness of God living on the inside of us to be able to help us to persevere in such challenging hour that we're in right now. I want to acknowledge uh, Ecclesia, a man who came to support and to be here. We, let's give God a hand praise for them. And we're just so grateful for everybody that is here this morning. And uh, we're just, I feel good in my spirit. Do I have anybody in here feel good in their spirit? Not because your bank account is overflowing, not because everything went your way this year, but because of who he is. Amen. Glory be to God. So we thank and appreciate God for that. Um, I was reading an article a few weeks ago, and it made a statement that the church is either dead or dying. And it was talking about the organized church and the gathering of the ecclesia and people coming out to support the organized church and to be a part of the church. And I totally disagree with that. Now, I agree that we are trying, there are forces who are trying to eradicate the church and to remove all sorts of immorality from society so that society can be free to do what they want to do without the conviction of God being over their heads. But I reminded in the word of God where Jesus spoke to the apostle Peter, he said, upon this rock. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. I will build my church and what? The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I want to honor and acknowledge you all who discipline yourselves to meet with your brothers and sisters in Christ on a weekly basis or how often you meet in this hour where many people are giving up on the church and losing faith in the church and losing faith in those that are in the church and are staying home, but I want to honor you who are persevering, who are pushing, who still believe in the leadership of the body of Christ. Give yourselves a hand praise. Amen. So I'm not going to prolong the time. I'm going to do what I've been assigned to do this morning, and 
I count it an honor and a privilege to be considered to even be up here to do and to bring forth the word of God. I believe it was Jesus who said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So what I would like to do is turn your attention to a scripture. One portion of scripture found in the book of Psalms chapter 23 verse 26 I'm sorry chapter 73 verse 26 and when you have it just say God's word is quick amen and I want to read it to your hearing my flesh and my heart faileth but God. Somebody say, but God. That's a big difference maker right there. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. With every head bowed, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the leadership of this church. We thank you for the opportunity to present your word. We pray that man's voice would not be heard, but that your voice would be heard and that we would echo the voice of your scriptures. We thank and appreciate you. Allow the anointing to destroy the oak. We take dominion over this atmosphere that it may be conducive to receive your word. In all things, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And somebody that believes it, say amen. I want to use for a focus thought this morning the sting of failed expectations. I'm going to ask Minister Thomas if he would get uh, that coffee for me. I'm sorry. I forgot to bring it up here. <laughs> we can't function without the caffeine. Can we? <laughs> Glory be to God. Uh, just in case I get a little parched up here, I got something to, to work with. That I'll do. The sting of failed expectations. Church of the living God. If there's any level of uncertainty, it is definitely in the hour that we're living in right now. For a long time, the church, as well as the scriptures, have prophesied that we are currently in the last days. You know, we've heard that time and time again. But I believe that even the more now, this time is truly, truly upon us, or even closer than what it was 30 years ago, 40, 50 years ago. And I wonder, though, this morning, if any of us have ever had any original thought since the day we came into this world. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I say this because society and those who practice and implement social engineering has went to great lengths to format our thinking for us in a way that is conducive to the way that society functions and moves. When we came into our families, we were told how to speak. 
We were told how to behave, how to conduct ourselves, how to dress, who to associate with, who not to associate with in our life, who to like, who to dislike. And as we got older, this transitioned into what career path we should take, you know. There are a lot of voices that we're surrounded by to tell us which way we should go, how we should go, and how we should uh, marry, even marry, how we should worship God, uh, where we should worship God, and even now how we conduct ourselves as the people of God based on a certain sect of bylaws and guidelines. While it is good to have goals and guidelines, but the problem with this at times is that, is that it pro prohibits those who are under this format of living from realizing our own identity. Everybody wants to tell us who we should be and how we should conduct ourselves in this society. And as a result of that, that builds a certain level of expectation. What is expected of us, depending on what your zip code is, what your culture is, or what your background is. And a lot of times we grow up, even before we become adults, we're under the expectations of somebody else. Uh, young people expected to do good in school, and you should do good in school. But that comes with a certain level of stress because now I no longer know what it is I want to do. But I'm under the stress and the anxiety of what you want me to do. So now I have to perform in a way that is conducive to your expectations and not necessarily mine's. And unfortunately, society is designed the same way because many times those in charge feel that we're not intellectual enough to make the right decisions on our own, so they help us along the way by formatting our thinking for us because it's easier to do it that way than to trust you to make the decision that they want you to make. And now, as a result of these expectations, you have a lot of people who are walking around frustrated, who desire, as the name of this church, liberty in Christ, and want to be free to have their own mind. When God gave me a mind, he gave it to me for me to think for myself. When God gave you a mind, he gave it to you for you to think for yourself. It's frustrating when others try to do the thinking for you. Can I get an amen, somebody? It's frustrating when people want to pick and choose what you should do and how you should do it. It prohibits me from tapping into my own God-given potential to find out who I am. Whether you realize it or not in this hour, we are in a total identity crisis. Because a lot of people are walking around don't have a clue who they really are. And are just going with the status quo because it's easier to move in the direction that everybody else is going. But the problem with that is that every now and again you need some free thinking people. 
uh, who Jesus was, right? He was an individual who was countercultural. He did not obey the status quo. As a matter of fact, they found him fraternizing with the publicans and the sinners. And they asked him, what are you doing associating with them kinds of folk? And Jesus said, I came not, where are my Bible readers at? Do I have any? I came not to call the righteous, but sinners, come on somebody, to repentance. So there comes, hallelujah, a certain time in our life where, hallelujah, we have to be free in what God has given us. I like the scripture that says that we are liberated by the blood of Jesus Christ and to be free in the liberty wherewith Christ have made us whole. But the problem with being free is that many people are too afraid because being a free thinker means that you're going to be isolated from everybody else. And we dare not bring any attention to ourselves uh, by trying to think on our own. Hmm. Glory be to God. Because it causes a certain level of anxiety. If I just go along with what everybody else is doing, then I won't stick out like a sore thumb. But the problem with that in the body of Christ is that God have called us to individuality. Oh, my God. Called us to individuality in ourselves to be who he desires for us to be and not who you're necessarily your mama, daddy, society, anybody else wants you to be. But I've got to find out who God has created me to be myself. And when it's time for me to discover who I am, I cannot reach to society for that, hallelujah, revelation. I've got to go into the word of God. It is the word of God who told me that I was a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a chosen generation to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. We need some individuals in this uncertain hour who will be bold enough to come from under the level of what is expected of you and to practice what is according to the word of God. Can I get an amen somebody? Because expectations put you under bondage when they're not according to the word of God. There are many people right now who are faking because somebody expects them to be something that in the darkness of their heart or the privacy of their heart, they find that they are struggling to be who they mamas and daddy wanted them or want them to be. Oh, my God. And a lot of time, people are hiding under the facade of who people expect them to be instead of being who they really are because they are held hostage by the expectation of what somebody expects you to do and to be. And as a result of that, it builds a certain level of stress. We're in an hour now where many people are depressed. Medication for depression has skyrocketed, even in the church world. Hallelujah. Even though the scripture said God would give you peace that surpasses all what? All understanding. Hallelujah. There's a certain amount of joy that should come with having the Holy Ghost. That's one of the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory. It has no uh, 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 predication on how much money you got or whether you finished school or hallelujah, whether you did what your mother and daddy expected you to do. Hallelujah. It has no bearing on any of that. The only thing that that peace bears on is who God is. And I love that because now I'm free from the hallelujah attachments of this society. And now I can be a real individual to think and function on my own according to the word of God. But because of the expectations of this society, many people are walking around and having to fake. Hallelujah. And they just need to be real. Let's look at somebody and say, be real, please. 
Come on, somebody. Holly, don't be afraid. Loosen up. Tell them, be real, please. And see, that's another thing, because even in church, we're told to have a certain level of cool and to sit there and behave. But I guarantee you that we would probably have less problems than what we have now if folk could find a church to go to where, hallelujah, where they could just get loose. And just sometimes you just got to scream because of the pressures of this life and what it brings expectations everybody's expecting hallelujah pastors go through it a lot everybody's expecting the pastor to have a certain life everybody expecting them this family to be a certain way sometimes the pastor kids are some of the worst kids but everybody's expecting because those are the pastor kids that they should behave come on somebody a certain way but glory be to god he has given us a certain individuality hallelujah if you embrace it and not be afraid to come out of the social norm and be who god has commanded you to be because this society needs some folk who are leaders who are not willing hallelujah to stand on the sideline and just watch things happen but to get involved and say hold up when something is wrong hallelujah who can stand up and say i don't care who agrees with it uh it's still wrong according to the word of god this is why they're trying to kill the church because nobody wants to hear what they're doing wrong everybody wants to go their own way the scripture already prophesied that all all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. And we're in our hallelujah glory where men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. But I wonder, is there some light in the house this morning? I wonder, are you an individual who are carrying the light of Christ and not being persuaded by the status quo and what everybody else is saying and what everybody else is doing? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I've got a way to think freely on my own and to observe what's happening before me and to compare it not against what society says, but against Scripture. Oh, Jesus. I love that scripture that Brother Dan quoted. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Hallelujah. Suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. But because you got all these expectations over folk here, you got everybody walking around and folk are angry. They're angry. And I'm reminded in the word of God where the scripture said anger rests. Where my Bible reads. In the bosom of what? Fools. So we can't be moved by emotion, although the Bible says anger, but seeing not. So we find anger, but we got to dismiss anger for wisdom and say, well, how can we solve some of these problems in a way that is positive? See, the problem with a lot of people is because their hearts are dark and don't want to solve it in a positive way. So you got a lot of folk angry who are walking around and the laws have made it available where they can be strapped. Uh, Let me... Strap means carrying a gun. (laughs) A little vernacular. So you got a bunch of angry people with guns. Help us, Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. And that ain't never a good situation because the only one that has an agenda to kill, steal, where y'all at, and destroy is Satan. So that's a satanic agenda. The answer is not to kill. Come on, somebody. Wish I could be real this morning. It's not to take somebody's life. But see, that's happening in this society. Now everybody is trapped. Now when you go to Walmart, you, you can't even focus on the tiles that you came to get without looking at the environment. You got a gun too. 
It's a hostile world. It's a hostile environment. Hallelujah. God help us. What is happening in this society where everybody is losing their mind. Well, the one place where you should be able to come to found soundness. To find morality, to find people who are countercultural, who are not moving with the sects and the groups, is in the house of the living. The house of the living God. But because we got all these expectations over us, many are hiding. Hallelujah. Cannot be real and cannot come here and vent. That's what I love about coming to the house of God. Because this is the one place when life beats me up and gets me down. I can come here and lift my hands. I can scream. I can holler. Whatever I got to do to relieve the pressure. What are you doing with your pressure? People are snapping because they don't have an outlet for the pressure. People are losing their mind. You read the article, husband kills wife, kills kids, kills himself. If only he had an opportunity where somebody could remove the expectation. Well, you should be doing this. And the Jones have just bought a house. And why haven't you bought your family a house where the lake is and blah, 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 this and that. Trying to keep up. Hallelujah. And the pressure of this 401k, 403b or whatever you have. Hallelujah. Worried about tomorrow. Worried about the stock market. Worried about whether I'm going to have enough money for my kids to go to school. All those are good things. But I will not allow those things having them or not having them to cause me to lose my place my joy that is wrapped up in jesus christ that's why jesus said himself the word of god to set your affection on things that are we put too much faith anytime the start the stock market down and i'm down i got a little too much faith in it because the temperature of my spirit should be controlled by the holy ghost and that's the power otherwise you just like everybody else Hallelujah, glory. The article can come out tomorrow and make somebody load a gun and want to go kill somebody. But the power of God is those articles, whatever they're saying on CNN, Fox News, all of it has no bearing on my spirit because I'm still secure and solidified in who Jesus is. Guess what? He's still in control, baby. Regardless of what you see happening in this society, because some of this stuff is supposed to happen. Because we've fallen away. We've turned away. Even the church itself. We've turned away. Hallelujah. From being faithful to God. We've turned away. Churches ought to be packed. But guess what? They're going to be packed again. Y'all remember 9-11. We couldn't find it. We had to go find cheers from downstairs to get people to sit down. Because now God had people's attention because of the calamity of the hour. Well, what crisis is it going to take again for us to get our attention back to the one who holds our peace and sustainability in his hands? Who can be there for our children when they're fighting depression and oftentimes entertaining thoughts of suicide? And we don't know. Because we just gave them a phone and put them in the other room while we focus on the stock market and our 401k. Hallelujah. Instead of closing the internet down and going in there and saying, daughter, son, I love you. What's going on in your life? How are you feeling? Come on, son. Boy, y'all let this morning. What are you dealing with? What are you fighting? What are you facing? But see, the problem is the parents got stuff they're dealing with, too, and distracted by what they're dealing with to even deal with the kids. And now we're losing a generation of youth who come to church but don't have church in them, even though they're inside the building. 
How is it that you're in the building, but the building is not in you? Because Jesus said, I'm coming back for a church. He wasn't talking about a bunch of buildings being sucked into the air. He was talking about a people. A church without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We people of God, let me tell you, we've got to stay before the place of safety. Because there is a negative magnetic pool that is out here in this society. And if you're not careful, if you're not solidified and rooted and grounded in who Jesus is in your life, it's going to be easy for you to get sucked into the negativity. And as a believer... We'll be found someone saying off with his head as believers of Jesus Christ. When the word of God told us that in this is the entirety of the law that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know what to be human is? To be human is to want for others the same thing that you want for yourself. That is humane. But hallelujah, glory be to God, this society caters to a selfish desire. You can't turn on social media without getting depressed from looking at what appears to be somebody else's life. And a lot of folk are on there, help me God, acting like and got you leaving, closing your laptop, feeling bad about what you have or do not have when they're faking. They are faking. Man, we got a lot of voices around us don't we telling us what to do telling us how to behave telling us how to vote telling us telling us telling us telling us but what is God saying because his advice may be unbiased and here's the problem with everybody else's advice is it can be biased and persuaded by this own person's identity or choices but God's advice is not biased his advice is sound. His advice is pure. His, his advice is not defiled by, hallelujah, the status quo. So I've got to come out of Latter-day Church. We've got to come out of this society while at the same time staying in and be engroped into the word of God and see how we can affect this society in a pot. Hmm, help me, Jesus, in a positive way. Did we forget about the word positive? In a way that will be impactful and meaningful to those who are around us and try to understand what it is that people are dealing. Everybody's dealing with something right now. Everybody's under a certain level of pressure. Hallelujah. And I don't know folk who don't have a place to worship and get the pressure out through prayer and through supplication before God. Because remember the scripture said be anxious for nothing. But by what? Supplication and prayer to make what? Your request known unto God. Have we forgot about praying? Because when you go off of praying, you become agitated and easily aggravated. And hallelujah, the spirits and the demons that are out here in this society begin to attach themselves even to you. Because the Latter-day Church is not exempt from the attack that is on the world. We got to do, hallelujah, what the word of God commanded us to do. And that's to follow Jesus closely. Or we're going to be sucked into the same thing everybody else is sucked into. But we the difference makers. Where there's a saint, there ought to be a difference maker. Some of us just over the holidays. You may have family you don't like. But there ought to be a saint who can go in there and me and that family, come on somebody, me and that family back together. But if we the ones who are doing the gossiping and the, 
Because it's by this shall all men know that you my disciples. If you have love. Hate has filled our heart. But if you have love, then are you his disciple. Because any, not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord. Not everybody that's filling up a pew on Sunday. Hallelujah. But he, hallelujah, that loves me. He that keeps my commandments. A lot of organizations with the Christian title. But don't have the love. I want to set you free of the expectations that have been over you. Whether it's by society, whether it's by your bank account, whether it's by your wife or your husband. And said, Lord, help the husband. We can't even find a parking spot. Sorry, wives. I hope I didn't step on no wives. Why do you want to park there? It's a parking spot. It's just, it's nothing. I'm, we can walk to the door. Everybody wants to control. Help me, Holy Ghost. Because with control comes a certain level of superiority. But I only know one somebody who is really in control. It ain't you. And no matter how much money you put into it, something can happen overnight and 50% of it can be gone. I read an article just the other day of some folks who moved to a certain place in Mexico, left their citizenship. They were visiting. It was just beautiful in this part of the, of the, of the country and they saw an opportunity to retire there. And for a year, everything was wonderful and everything was great because of one American dollar down there could take you probably 10, 10 places further than what it can here. And they were living good. And then one morning they get up to get money out of the bank and there's not even after being two point something million dollars because that feels good when you can log in and, and see that security. But something happened one morning. They went to get the money out and there wasn't even $40 there. And you in a whole other country. And the article said the man stood in the middle of the street and dropped to his knees and began to cry. A 50, 60 year old man weeping. And trust me, I get it because money is hard earned. But overnight, his life was drastically changed. And everything that he had hoped in and hoped for was gone. But see, the power of a believer is this. Is this one thing. God who is the same. If he changed, we got a problem on our hands. I believe it was the Apostle Paul that said, if Jesus had not rose from the dead, then we above all men most miserable. But we got Christ, the anchor of our soul. And don't get me wrong, because if I lost $2 million, it, I, would, I would probably cry for a few minutes too. <laughs> but it ain't going to bring no money back. 
There comes a point where you got to wipe your tears and you've got to man up. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And you've got to face whatever trial is before you because my Bible tells me he will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able to stand, but will with the temptation always. Somebody say always make a way of. Where's your escape route? When life begins to pressure you, teenagers, adults, do we turn to pornography? Why I get so quiet on that? Do we turn to the beggarly elements of this world? Do we turn to Facebook for hope? Do we turn to Instagram and Twitter to dictate how we're going to feel today? But he woke you up this morning. He, ah, glory be to God. He, 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 he woke you up this morning. Do you know what he's telling you? He's telling you there's not a circumstance that you have opened your eyes to this morning that me and you are not able to resolve. But God, you got a lot of people who are hurting, who are confused who are upset and angry. But we can't allow ourselves to be moved emotionally. See, faith and emotion is like oil and water. They don't mix. You can't be emotional and faith-filled at the same time. I cannot respond to life out of my emotion. I did that before I was saved, and it led me to being over a toilet throwing up. I, I wish I had. Maybe all y'all were saved when you were born, but I was over a toilet throwing up because I was so drunk. Trying to drown, hallelujah, the sting of failed expectations that were over my life. And I couldn't meet the expectation. So it caused me to fall into a place of depression. And alcohol seemed to be a refuge. Can I be real with you? Some of us use drugs. I was one of the ones who abused drugs. I was searching for something to fill the void that was in my life. And I didn't understand why I couldn't be connected to love. Because that's all you really need. You really just need some love and some real love. Not that kind of love that get alongside of you and want something from you, young ladies. And agree to understand why they are wrapping their arm around. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. And the hand steady going down for, okay. Who are trying to manipulate you. But you need the love that hung up on an old rugged cross in the midst of adversity. First of all, if it was me, I never would have made it to the cross. So if salvation for the world depended on me, baby, I would have got him in the garden. I'd have been calling Michael and Gabriel and everybody else and shooting lightning bolts. Thank God it wasn't dependent on me. And if I had made it to the cross, which I wouldn't, but if by whatever reason I got up on the cross, one time I would have got off is when they said, you said you can save others. Now you can't save yourself. I'm off that cross right then and there and finna kick some butt. But perfect love stayed there. Why? Perfect love stayed there. See, see, this is what perfect love looks like. Perfect love don't look like a heart emoji over the telephone because anybody can do that. But perfect love stood on the cross, stayed up there in the midst of opposition because it saw that you needed a savior. 
It saw your hurt. It saw your pain. It saw the sting of failed expectations over your life. And Jesus stayed there because he knew you were going to need it more than you need the air you breathe. And it's unfortunate because even in the church, many are spiritually deprived and dying in the pew because of failed expectation. What happened when I come to the church and still don't get what I need? What are, what's left? If the only place of solace, is that even possible? It's possible because what Satan desires to do, if he can isolate you, that he could command his demonic onslaught to invade your thinking and invade your mind and make you feel like you're the only one who are dealing with what you're dealing with. And that's rather depressing. And you find more saints now in this hour who oftentimes entertain the thoughts of no longer being here. Because the stuff we didn't put our hope in is dwindling and fading away. But children of God, ecclesia, the called out ones, those of you who are still burning lights in a dark and dismal society that no longer wants to hear you talk about God, to you who are still burning Jesus in the, in, the, in the quiet of your spirit and still being a light because he said be salt in light, right? But if the salt loses its savor, flavor, pizzazz, if you will, then it's good for nothing but to be cast out of this society and to be trodden under the foot of not only men but wicked men who want to eradicate any level of morality from any place, any community, any society. Because if we take God out, and we can do what we want to do. But thank God for you who are not being persuaded by the status quo, who still have and holding the blood-stained banner and still proclaiming to a dying generation that Jesus is the way, the truth, come on, where y'all at, and the life. And no man, no man comes to God but by him. We didn't claim Jesus as a monopoly on salvation. He did himself. And this society, well, I don't want you pushing your religion on me. And now we've gotten afraid to take a stand for God. And I'm closing. The apostles' life were on the line. It's not illegal yet for us to preach Jesus. It's soft illegal. Because at work, we don't want that nonsense here. Y'all know the two topics we can never talk about. And I understand because people don't know how to control their emotion. But if the Spirit leads me, if the Spirit leads, look at somebody say, if the, if the, if the Spirit leads, you better know how to hear from the Spirit. I'm not telling you to go to work and start speaking in tongues and dancing around because you might get a pink slip. 
and rightly so. But he tells us in his word to be wise as serpents, but harmless as a simple little dove. Glory be to God. But God is speaking to somebody in the quiet of your heart. And if you just had a place where you can come, you're in one now where you can lift your hand. Somebody said, what are you doing? You don't know what this week have brought me. Matter of fact, I don't even have time to tell you. I didn't come to see what kind of dress Sister Susie was wearing. I didn't come to show off my new car. I didn't come, hallelujah, to see if you were going to be here. I came because I need something for my soul. That should be what motivates you on Sunday morning. I'm coming because I need something for my soul to sustain me in this wicked hour where every voice is trying to control and nag and pull and agitate and vex me. I need to get to the place where Jesus is. Where is Jesus? Who's the representation of morality? Right and wrong and not relativity. Because my kids just told me, yeah, Dad, the other day they told us at school that the Big Bang Theory and, and you know, truth is relative. Truth is absolute. We got to teach them after they've taught them. Help us, Holy Ghost. Or our own kids will begin to challenge our level of morality. And we can't make Jesus out to be some uh, spiritual phenomenon or some religious person. He's more than some religious fi figure. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That's why he said, hallelujah, they that worship me. You don't know what you're worshiping, young lady. They that worship me. The time is coming when they that worship me shall worship me in what? Spirit and in truth. You're not in a religion. The Bible spells a, a prescription, pure religion, undefiled, before God is this, visiting the widows and doing all those good things. But you in truth, because the thing about truth, it stands alone. That's why everybody wants to put everybody in some kind of category. That's why my church is no denomination. Non-denomination? No, no, not even non-denomination. We just no denomination. Because non-denomination is a denomination now. Just no, ain't no, I'm going to just put, ain't no denomination. <laughs> Throw some ebonic, ain't no denomination. What are you then? Believers of Jesus Christ. Then that takes, I can't control you, I can't format you, I don't know what box to put you in, you doggone right. Because the Son of God and the sons of God cannot be controlled. We got to be spirit-led. And controlled by the Spirit of God. And that's why the Bible says our lives are hid in Christ. Because what you see before you today, me, is the masterwork of God's providence. Coming from one of the worst cities, one of the worst crime drunk, drug ridden societies. To my left, was drug dealers. To my right was gangbangers. Before me was every negative thing. I go to sleep one night after getting drunk and high out of my mind at 16. Should have been somewhere doing homework. Working on a report. A book report or something of that nature. But I'm out all night. God's providence comes to me in a dream. And 
right when I'm getting ready to light up. Y'all know what that is. Jesus cracked the clouds. It was the return. Hey, glory be to God. It was the return of Jesus Christ. Here I am, a 16-year-old gang-banging youth. Sleeping, dreaming about the return. What am I doing dreaming about the return of Jesus Christ? And I was not ready. And I ran and hid and others who were in the street. And I, I realized later as I began to get more biblical knowledge that there was some Bible prophecy in that dream because people were fleeing the presence of God. And they were afraid none of us could look up at them because the shame was too strong. And I ran in the house with tears streaming down my face. And the angel of the Lord comes in and says, Laron, don't worry. This is a warning. And I woke up with my hungover self with fresh tears streaming down my face with no evangelist in sight, nobody in this community who was knocking on doors and leading the others to Christ, God's providence. Thank you, God. Come on, somebody. And guess what? All of us come from some level of dysfunction. We would like to think otherwise. But there was some level of dysfunction along the way. Whether it was some negative thing you were told, some negative thing that was said about a certain hallelujah sect of people or individuals. Some level of dysfunction. All of us have struggled in some way. All of us have brushed shoulders with alcoholism, brushed shoulders with drug abuse, brushed shoulders with, with physical, verbal abuse. If we could just let all of you up here and tell your story, some folks' jaws would drop. Because looking at you now, we could not see by staring at you now that you went through what you went through. God is an amazing God. And you ought to give him the glory. And you ought to give him the praise. And you ought to give him the worship. If you don't give it, who's going to do it? I don't see it as much on social media. I don't see it as much on Facebook. I don't see it as much on Twitter. I don't see it as much on BET. But where I should see it is in the house of the living God. I wish I had somebody that was just uncouth enough right now just to stand up with me and give God a gl some glory, some honor, and some praise and to break out of your comfort zone and to let the Lord know you need him so desperately right now, Jesus. I need there are folk who come in the church and they are on a whim's limb. And you speak to them and they smile and say hi. But deep down inside, they are dealing with issues and pains and problems that if somebody who was in touch with God can just reach out to them and other than praise the Lord and let them know, say, God told me to tell you everything you're going through. He's with you. And he told me to tell you, you're going to be all right. Look at somebody next to you and tell them, you're going to be all right. All storms must pass. I've never experienced a storm that just hovered, hallelujah, throughout all eternity. All storms must pass. So if you're going through a storm right now, I can encourage you and tell you that it's got to pass. It's, it, 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 it has to. God is tender in his mercy 
And the Bible even says he's pitiful. So in my closing. The sting of failed expectations forces us into depression, thoughts of suicide, self-hate, low self-esteem. Ask God, what do you want me to be? God, what do you have for me? Society is telling me what I should do. And God bless your parents. They mean well. They're telling you what you should do. They should give you some guidelines. Train up a child in the way that he should go. But can you love that wayward child? Parents. Can you love the one who didn't finish school, even though you put up the money? The one who said in the middle of the semester, I want to do something else. And you love him or her who done gotten off track because he's or she's around a certain group of negative individuals. At some point, the point I'm making, you're going to lose your ability to control. And that's where your prayer life. Because, you know, you, we got tracking devices. We want to put apps on there. We want to know everything. that da, 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 da. The kids don't even know. you you on the computer. He's over Jimmy's house. <laughs> Honey, he, he's over Jimmy's house. <laughs> Trying to control. But there's going to come a point where you're going to lose your sight of visibility into that life. And that's where your faith is going to have to kick in. Any parents in here ever labored in prayer over your children? I don't know where he is, but God keep him safe. Cover him. Because sometimes the complaining and the negative and the expectations can push the opposite way. Sometimes even when they're doing wrong, the the natural response would be to say, but how about do something countercultural and say, son or daughter, I love you. So you got to see. That's okay. You can study. You can get that back up. But despite all of that, nothing you're doing can distort my love for you. If we had parents who were willing to do that, show kids love, I heard somebody, a young man I was talking to the other day said at seven, his father handed him a 25 revolver, or a gun. He said, with this you can kill somebody. It starts at home. Come on, somebody. So when we leave the comfort of the edifice and the smiling faces of all the people here, what are we doing at home? What are we saying at home? What level of influence are we making in our children at home? And not only in our children, but even in ourselves and our private life. Because he requires truth on the, any Bible readers? On the inward part. The heart. Thank you, Brother Dan. I love that, brother. The heart. And this heart can sometimes be desperately wicked with my save 
Holy Ghost feel self. And instead of coming here and put on some facade because I'm under your expectations, there's going to come a time I can come and say, as a pastor, I'm weak. And not have to be judged by your, come on somebody. And that's why pastors, some of them are held up in their offices writing a suicide note because I feel the expectations of the people. And I oftentimes dabble in pornography and, and I make mistakes and I go out here and I feel like a hypocrite because I'm preaching to you. But where is there somebody who can open their arms to a leader in that level and say, Pastor, we love you. That's why you better encourage your past. Pastors are under attack. Leaders are under attack. I know you and everybody's under attack. This is the last day. This is what's supposed to be happening. But we have Jesus, who's the source of our strength. Thank God that he's still Jesus. Because if I depended on Fox, CNN, Stock, 401K, and all those other things, then I would be above all men most miserable because that stuff can fluctuate. But he will never fluctuate on you. He loves you just as you are. Even with your hidden sin, even with your secret sin, it's not going to change how he loves you. He loves you just as you are. You don't have to go get a master's. You don't have to go get a doctrine. That's good. You should pursue education. But you don't have to do those things. He loves you just as you are. But I messed up. I made a mistake. He loves you just as you are. But I said something to my wife I shouldn't have said. He loves you just as you are. But I oftentimes try to control my husband. He loves you just as you are. And women, I'm praying and interceding for the women because the expectations that's over you. You've got to stay fixed. You've got to stay looking good. You've got to keep the kids clean. You've got to do the laundry. You've got to da 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 And where's your outlet? Where's your place to release and to just scream? If We, we need a screaming service. We're just going to have a screaming service. Just come in here and scream and get it out and holler and get whatever you got to do to get the weight and the pressure off. Just scream. Well, you know, I don't really. You got to get out of yourself. Try it. I dare you. Try it right now. Ah, look at y'all ain't ready. There we go. Somebody that's not afraid of what the person next to them is going to think about them. Give it a shot. Come on. Get some practice in. Try it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to make you feel just a little bit better. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, God. Hallelujah. Help me. Help me. Help me. This poor man. David said, this poor man cried and what? The Lord heard him. In Jesus' name, somebody give God a hand praise. Somebody just say hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, God, we glorify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get somebody just to help me praise him? Just one. Just one. Somebody who will stand up with me. In the midst of the expectation to stay sitting down and just say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I glorify you. Lord, I worship you. I praise you. I exalt you. I magnify. I will bless you with the fruit of my lips. I extol you, oh God. My soul shall make her boast in 
the Lord. Give God a hand, praise Liberty and Ecclesia. In the hands of Sister Laura. Hallelujah.